Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Boss it. Bump, 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 bump. <laughs> bump, bump. <laughs> Remix. Remix. Juvenile. Dun, 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 dun. Name that song, Jeremy. I can't. <laughs> but I'm with you. I got the coffee and I'm bopping. Uh, all right, let's do this. Charles Smith writing and rewriting history. First ever national title for Texas Tech. Welcome one, welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast. You're on once again with your boy, I'll be sure. And uh, woo, wild and wacky end of the week. Right? Wild and wacky end of the week. So we had our part one talking about realignment. Um, because when we recorded our last episode, we knew that it was going to be part one because we're geniuses here at Tortillas and Takes. Um, we absolutely knew that that would be the first part of the discussion. We we're going to have a part two to talk about the rest of what everything was happening. We knew that. Right, um, and when I say we, I'm also talking not just myself, but my partner in crime that is uh, the people's champ, Jeremy Gillen. Jeremy, we knew what was going to happen, therefore, that's why we're recording part two now because we knew part one was part one at the time that we recorded it, right, Jeremy? We have known this, we have known this since the beginning. That's why we planned this out for months. We planned this podcast out, <laughs> yes, this in, this, in this exactly in this exact way, right? We yeah, don't don't go back and listen to the other episode. And realize that we didn't, we were talking in, in, in hypotheticals. You know, we were just, we had to keep the illusion, right? We had to keep the, the illusion. illusion is what makes it sexy. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, so, um, for those that, again, have been living under a rock and don't understand what we're talking about, uh, more realignment has happened. The Big 12, stronger than ever, has added, uh, after adding Colorado, has now added Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. We have 16 teams in the Big 12 because Jeremy numbers don't matter. It hasn't mattered for the last 15 years. But 16 teams in the Big 12. Um, and the conference is as strong as it's ever been. 
Uh, we have 16 very committed teams. Um, and it's, it's still exciting. Still exciting over in uh, in Central America. Well, let's talk about <laughs> – let's talk – I just love the – I love the um, – again, we, we keep coming back to it, but a year ago – we were the ones that were um, kind of the turtle flipped over, right? Oh, Texas and UT leave, and we're sitting at eight. What are we going to do? Can we make it? Can we survive? Uh, but, hey, we did survive, and suddenly we're thriving. We got up to we got up to 12, and, f- I mean, I don't know about you. For me, I thought, that's great. I'm happy to stay here for a while. I'm content with this. We we got back to the big 12. I like when, te- well, I like when conferences – <laughs> are named appropriately. Um, the SEC did it best when they just kind of hung out with the, the Southeastern, whatever. They're like, hey, anything in the Southeast, that's good. Well, um, they also, they couldn't, they, it, counting isn't the best forte. Well, you know, <laughs> sports. Yeah. We're not here. What was that player's tweet when he said, we're not here to play school? <laughs> yeah, shout out to Cardell. <laughs> Cardell Jones. Oh, yeah. my God. Yep. So here we are. Uh, now 16 in. We're 16 deep, and Brett Yormark gets the green flag to go for 18. Like so, it's just we've gone from we've gone from on the back foot, but like steady going, to confident and uh, confident and ca- capable. Now it's just I don't know everything. We're just like guns blazing. Brett Yormark is you know swinging that thing, and it, it's this is a wild. This has been a a very unforeseen in a lot of ways. Just the way it's unfolded, uh, a turn of events. Yeah, yeah, no, it's um, yeah, absolutely. It's been it's been kind of crazy, and so I do want to talk a little bit about the road to get here since the part one, since Colorado accepted um, the road to get there. So we kind of talked about the history and everything that I'm not going to re- reiterate that and why Big Twelve fans are as as uh, revenge as vengeance. Vengeful, I should say. Sorry. As revengeful. As revengeful. Revengeful, revengeful as <laughs> we are. But uh, since Colorado accepted, the Pac-12, or the Pac-9 at the time, was like, ah, you know, and we talked about it, and it's just Colorado. All right, we can back them. It's just with, Colorado. We can back for them with San Diego State and SMU. It's not a problem. All right, it's just Colorado. We can still stick together, right? Uh, so the nine teams got into like, we can still do this. Colorado's not important. We can still do this and hold us firm. But the, the issue there was is that there was it was known that the Big Twelve, the Big Ten, was over here pondering between Oregon, Washington, potentially Stanford, potentially Cal, and the Big Twelve was over here looking at Arizona, Arizona State, Utah. Like that was known. That was in the background, right? And then you know, shout out Jason Shear from the Wildcat Authority. You know, I, listen. He's been the guy. Yeah, I'm not one to to, to prop up. You know, I, for me, I'm, I'm like, I, I respect the journalists have gone through and have always been there and have been right. Brett McMurphy, Pete Thamel, if those two guys tweet something, it's facts, right? Um, but Jason Shear has not been wrong this entire time, right? It's one of those things where it's like, you know, you don't trust somebody until they give you but if they don't give you a reason to distrust them then how can you not trust them and that's how it's been for Jason Schiff from Marquette Authority he's not this big name he doesn't work for ESPN or Fox Sports or or the athletic Stuart Mandel but he um <laughs> he he's you know he's just a he's the editor of Wildcat Authority which is a fan blog for Arizona who is apparently wildly tapped in he hasn't been wrong Stuart Mandel's been wrong 
He's been right. He's an editor oh, for God. the athletic. And he's doubling down. Yeah, he's a continues man. to double down. He's the top dog at the athletic for college football, but he's been wrong a lot, a lot, many times. Uh, but Jason Shear, when it comes to this anyway, I'm not talking about anything else that he's talking about. I don't know the guy like that. But when it comes to Pac-12 realignment, he has not been wrong once. Um, even when the rest of the Pac-12 media was condemning him two years or a year ago, they were saying, oh, he's an idiot. Don't listen to Jason Shear. He don't know what he's talking about. Right, guys like Tony Altamore, guys like John Canzano, uh, Stuart Mandel. Don't listen to Tony to Jason Shear. He's just, you know, he's just an idiot. And then a year later, like he's been right about everything. So, uh, shout out to him. But according to him, according to some other uh, fan blogs that also appear to be tapped in, um, it's uh, it sounds like Arizona to the Big Twelve was was ever since Colorado said we're we're leaving. Arizona's been like we want to leave too. <laughs> Colorado, take us with you. We want to leave too, yeah. right? But Arizona, they were not happy with the deals. Yeah, we're not happy. Even beforehand, we're not happy. Didn't have it. Happy had hadn't come out, but was didn't want to be the death knell. Arizona, I think, understood that we're not Colorado. Like if we leave, it's, it's a wrap, right? Uh, Oregon understood this. Washington understood this. Like if we leave, this this conference isn't going to be here anymore. We don't want to be the the death knell to the conference. Um, so with that, if we're going to be the death knell to the conference. We need help. Arizona State, Utah, come on. Can y'all come with us so we don't look like the bad guy? Um, and uh, that's where, that's really what has been a, a, a an issue. Uh, because the president for Arizona State, um, I believe his name is Michael Crow. Am I getting that name right? Uh, I don't know. idea. <laughs> well, so, oh, excuse me. Yeah. Oh, Michael, yeah. Michael, Michael Crow. The president for Arizona State, sorry. Uh, Michael Crow. He don't want to leave. He'll want to leave, despite the fact. Listen, I'll say this: from what everything I've seen from not, the fan base, from everybody else at Arizona State, everybody else at Arizona State was like, "Cool, we can chunk dudes, we can be out of here." But Michael Crow was like, "I like these guys, I like these teams. I don't want to spend the money to travel out to Morgantown, West Virginia. Like, I, I don't want to go nowhere." And I am steadfast in my belief that Arizona State should stay with in the West Coast with the Pac teams, right? Uh, then you have Utah. Who, for Utah, listen, I've learned some things out about the Utah fan base and the Utah team. Mm-hmm. Before I get to Utah. Uh, but Utah apparently does not like the optics of going into the Big 12 after BYU. That's And that's from everything I've understood, that's all it is. Like they can, There's other reasons that they can say, oh, well, we like the academic prestige of the Pac-12. Or, or they can make some stuff like, oh, I don't know about some of these other teams and, and this, that, and the other. But from everything I've seen, is is Utah the Harvard of the Harvard uh, of, of Utah of Utah? <laughs> <laughs> I love the the impression was uh, it was great. That's a great. I'm gonna start reading all of their tweets just like yes, that. That's, uh, I've begun reading all of their tweets like that. I've been going like. more of like a crazed man in the desert kind of rambling, no, but I like yours better. No, that's that's it's a little bit more smooth. If anything, that's Arizona State. <laughs> that's Arizona State. Understand. Too much sun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, it's so it's but it's it's all about like ah, oh, we don't want to we're we're Utah believes they're big brother and they don't want to follow little brother to to the conference. That's what it seems like. And I put out a tweet a couple days ago, which seemed to have a, quite a bit of traction, that all that posturing from Arizona State and Utah, screw it. You know what I'm at? Just invite Arizona. Let the conference crumble. Just invite Arizona. Arizona, let Arizona accept, because like I said, for the last week, basically, it seemed like Arizona was like, hey, we, we want to go. And it was just a matter of, are we willing to go by ourselves if Arizona State and Utah continue to be sticks in the mud? 
uh, but we want to go. And just invite Arizona. Listen, if the conference is crumbling and they want to uh, stay on the Titanic, that's fine on them. Invite Arizona. Uh, but then the real death note to the conference was the Big Ten um, finally deciding to invite Oregon and Washington. Um, I, and actually, they might have, I don't know if they got full shares or not, Jeremy, but I know they didn't get the part that, like the half shares that were being talked about before. No. Uh, Rutgers are making more than Oregon will make now. Uh, so they did still get Rutgers. They, they did still get lower shares, I guess, but just not, yeah. just not as much as, as little as, as before. But yeah, Oregon and Washington went to the Big Ten. That, that was the, that was really the, the gut punch to the conference. And once they did that, Arizona State and Utah wise up. Listen. I this 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 cracks me up because the more I think about it, the more it plays out like a old school WWE wrestling match that like everybody's focused over here. Uh, we've got you know Hulk Hogan and the other uh, and Steve Austin doing their thing over here. And everybody's like, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Um, it's all this discussion about Arizona and the four corner schools. Arizona and the four corner schools. Maybe Oregon and Washington will go to the Big Twelve. We don't know. And then here comes the Undertaker. The Big Ten was like ah. F it, I'm not waiting anymore. You know, coming off of the coming off the top ropes and taking Oregon and Washington, and then all of a sudden it's like now everybody's scrambling because it was this big surprise move. Um, it, it it's like comical again, comical how this is all just kind of falling apart for the Pac-12 because for the longest time, for the past year, the Pac-12 has been very adamant about being. I mean, they are the oldest conference. Uh, I think currently they are like, hey, we have tradition. We've got, um, we've got, we've got consistency. We've got all this. We will have a media deal that will please everybody. Um, and everybody has been just kind of waiting in the in the college football world. Everybody's just been waiting for this big, this Pac-12 kind of like put it together and make it happen thing. And um, it has imploded in a matter of a week, all of it. And now you're like, oh, well, the Pac-12 is just no longer exists. That's funny, crazy how that can happen. Um, and some for some reason. It's the Big 12's fault, right? But I want to, I want to just give a th- blitz by. If we just think way back, it's <laughs> the big. Okay, let's think way back. The Big Ten took Nebraska. The Pac-12 or the Pac at the time uh, takes Colorado. The SEC takes Mizzou and A&M, and then the SEC takes Texas and OU. And now the Big Ten takes UC, or Big Ten took USC and UCLA, and then they took Oregon and Washington. Uh, and everybody's like, "Whoa, freaking Big Twelve is ruining college football." <laughs> yeah, that's, right. That's, right. that's right. That's right. How dare the Big Twelve do this? <laughs> How dare you take Colorado back? You're ruining everything. <laughs> that's right. That's a good point. Uh, a little correction: you said the Pac-12 was the oldest conference. It is not actually. Both uh, ACC, is it the SEC and Big Ten are all older. Uh, but I mean, Pac-12. No way. Yeah, but Pac-12 has been around for a long time, like a long, like so. I'm so. I mean, at, well, you get past the hundred-year mark, everything just blends together. Well, so, but yeah, it's it's Pac-12 has been around for a while, and and. Uh, um, yeah, I mean it's it's the fact that it's dying is is very you know it, it is sad right like everybody around there's not many people that have, are here before the Pac-12 or Pac-10 or whatever and we all remember it I remember excuse me I remember the Rose Bowl when I was a kid and then the Pac-10 versus Big Ten and and now what's what's going to happen to that right is it going to be Big 12 versus Big Ten like what's 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 going to happen in that aspect with the with the Rose Bowl and how it is. Right. Um, but, you know, so it is sad that a conference like that is leaving. I will say somebody put out a tweet that is like, this is the first time in our lifetimes that we're seeing a conference um, die, uh, our old conference die in front of our eyes. 
And uh, a lot of people are like, hold on now. <laughs> hold on Did now. Did we forget about the Southwest Conference and the Big East? <laughs> because those are two major conferences that crumbled in front of our eyes, and we did not blink. <laughs> we moved on. ACC destroyed the Big East. The Big 12 kind of came and destroyed the uh, Southwest Conference. And everybody's like, all right, cool. That's what's up. Right? If you ask old Houston Cougar fans, the, the 10 of them that are there at the time, um, they are they missed the Southwest Conference. Rice fans missed the Southwest Conference. So they, they remember the good old days, right? Um, and so if you ask big West Virginia fans, for, don't don't uh, forget the, the Big East Conference and how they were dominant back when the Big East was there. So, so the idea that, oh, my God, I can't believe a major conference like the Pac-12 is crumbling <laughs> before our eyes. Like well, it's 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 happened. There's precedent for it, um, you know. But it kind of goes to show that it goes to show that really no conference is safe. You know, we are looking at the Big Ten and the SEC as like kind of um, pioneers into this massive conference. The Big Twelve somehow catching up in record speed here. But we look at the Big Ten and the SEC as kind of like these very established. Nobody's touch. Nobody's touching the SEC. Blah blah blah. They're the big guys on the block. Um, but like a, a conference like that, I mean, you you have a little internal stir of like athletic politics and you can see a conference like that split up. I mean, they're already in divisions. Like if you create enough tension and problems in that from a bad media deal, from whatever, like it, the networks get a hold of people, um, you know, no conference is safe. So I think something that's just not being talked about enough is that you know, Brett Yormark has done an, an exemplary job in securing a deal that was way out of our range for the, the position that we were in. And then in the wake of that, now the networkers, network is looking at Brett like, hey, you can keep expanding. Because at first, remember, they were like, hey, 14 is the max. Don't go above that. And then it was suddenly 16. And now it's 18. You can't tell me that a year ago, or whenever the UT and OU decided to leave, you'd look at somebody and go, hey, we're going to have 18 teams this time next year, that they wouldn't think you're fucking nuts. <laughs> but here we are. like So exemplary job. And it, and this is like the most active I've ever seen a commission, like a, a conference commissioner in my existence as a, you know, a sports aficionado. Like I didn't really, you know. I think Yormark has gotten so much publicity because of what he's done for the Big 12. And, I mean, rightfully so. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, 16 teams will be in the Big 12 um, starting in 2024. So, quick. This will be last year of the Pac-12 in a way. So, um, so first things first, where does the Pac-12 go from here, Jeremy? Like they, they, So, as of right now, there's Stanford, there's Cal, there's Oregon State, there's Washington State. Um I think right now Oregon State and Washington State, from last I checked, they they they've especially Oregon State has texted Brett Yormack, hey big head, um, trying to see you know what chances they have of getting into the Big Twelve, especially with Yormack getting the green light to go to eighteen. Um, you know, can can we come in? We will take less shares. Like it's just, just please, please let us let us please. in the conference. Let us in. Let let us in. Right. Um, so there's that. I don't know what Stanford and Cal are doing. I, like the Big Ten. The Big Ten were looking well, at They're them. like, we never wanted to play sports anyways. Yeah, the Big Ten was looking <laughs> at Stanford and Cal. Uh, there was actually, from what I understand, if the Big Ten was going to expand, Washington was always going to be chosen. 
you know, it's funny. We've talked about this, and it, it's people don't understand just how valuable Washington is as a school. I find it very interesting. Like, I think after USC and UCLA left, um, there was this idea that, that oh, well, Oregon's next up, and, and we'll see if they want Washington, but Oregon's next up. Washington, because of the Big Ten's probably the last school in the country that still cares, or last conference in the country that still cares about academics. Academics, yeah. And Washington is a huge research institution, right? And they have the sports also to back it up. It was not just the research, but the fact they have it's a they have both, right? Um, and not only that, but they man they make a lot of money athletically too. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, they make they make more money than Tech. I'll tell you that much. Um, and it's not close. So I believe they make more money than Oregon athletically too. Like it's, they make a lot of money out there. So for the Big Ten, why, if they were going to expand, Washington was always going to be an, an automatic. Uh, it was really more of a question of between, from what I understand, between Oregon and Stanford. Which of those two schools do we want to bring in? And of course, Stanford holds more weight academically, and then Oregon holds more weight athletically. Um, and so, but they finally realized, like, yeah, but that money though, and they brought in Oregon instead. So there's, I mean, there's a small chance the Big Ten, if they decide to go to twenty, uh, could could grab up Stanford and Cal and really solidify the West Coast there. Um, so, uh, shout out to Kenzie in, in in the chat. She she brought up a really great point as far as TV networks, right? And and ESPN right now with Oregon and Washington now going to the Big Ten. Big Ten's a Fox conference. Their Fox Sports kind of hosts a lot of those Big Ten games. Um, and ESPN could theoretically get squeezed out of the West Coast, out of the Pacific time zone, right? If if a lot of, you know, they don't they don't really show Mountain West games. They don't really show, um, now they, you know, the Pac-12 is crumbling. So there could be a push at ESPN from the ESPN side to tell Brett Yormack and Big 12, hey, man, go out and get Oregon State and Washington State or go out and get Stanford and Cal. We need that Pacific time zone. Um, so that's possible as well. Um, so, yeah, what do you think about the remaining four schools? Or do they just all just say, you know what, Mountain West, let's merge. Let's let's y'all come over. So that's my – so my immediate thought is, like, why does it not it, – it, geographically it makes the most sense just to say Mountain West. Um all of your teams are already there from Colorado over, and it's semi, you know, that puts you at 16, uh, 16 teams for the Mountain West. And I feel like that's a strong, you know, that's a strong conference. That's contending. I don't think Stanford or Cal are really going to care. I think Oregon State and um, Washington State, interestingly enough, uh, would be a good kind of like northern fit in that, that conference. Um, what I wonder is like, I've been thinking about Stanford kind of as this West Coast Notre Dame of like, why would they not just go independent and just see what happens? Um, Because they do have like, I mean, you think about uh, demographically, like Notre Dame, very high on academics, like very proud of that. Stanford, very high on academics, very proud of that. Notre Dame does have a big leg up in terms of like competitiveness, but Stanford isn't, you know, Stanford has had some, um, some taste of winning and some taste of like, being good and so like what would keep them from I, I can't imagine a team that wouldn't look at an independent Stanford and say I don't want to schedule you I, I think that they would be interesting enough for anybody because then yeah I mean that's you're playing a storied team like everybody knows Stanford's name um so why wouldn't you want to play them for Cal I have no clue Cal's kind of a wild card I'm like I don't know what you want to do man do you, do you still want to play sports I mean it's been a long time you know you don't really have to do this uh, but I, for me, my gut reaction is like, why not the Mountain West? That's a very, you know, that's a, I've not even considered that. That's a very, very good point. 
Uh, and actually, I don't, I don't necessarily think of Notre Dame just because Notre Dame, they make a buku of money. But what I do think of is UConn, right? Excuse me. UConn is currently independent. UConn is, they were in the Big East. They were comfortable in the Big East. They didn't get the invite to the ACC where the Big East was crumbling. And they were in the American Athletic Conference for a little bit. It wasn't really a fit. And it wasn't a fit mostly because they were like, oh, we feel like we're better as a program than what the AAC is providing us. So they have been independent. Right now, I don't necessarily agree they've been better as a program. They've kind of stunk. But, um, uh, but they've been independent. And that's kind of what I feel about Stanford, right? Because I was thinking about this. And if Oregon State and Washington State go to the Mountain West, I think they fit. I think they fit geographically. I think they fit culturally. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, Oregon State, Boise State could be a rivalry. That'd be a fun rivalry, too. Um, like, it just makes sense. Like, what's the difference between uh, – and, and I know if you're an Oregon State Beaver fan, you're going to listen to this podcast and be like, man, Texas fans suck. Y'all are – Yeah, I don't want to necessarily talk down on Oregon State or Washington State like people were talking down on us. And, and, and you know, so if it sounds like that, I, I do apologize. But, like, with Oregon State – it does just seem like more of a natural fit with the Mountain West. It, it just does, right? And, and it's not not to talk down on them or anything like that. It just seems like if you see more Oregon State, Washington State on the map of the Mountain West, you're like, okay, I can see that. That makes sense. If they're in the Mountain West, 10 years from now, when kids are coming up, they're not going to think of, huh, Oregon State and Washington State seem to be too good for this conference. It's just going to make sense. I will say Stanford and Cal don't. Like, Stanford and Cal, I look at them, and, and if I was to see them on the map, I'd be like, huh, that's kind of why would the University of California be in this conference? Why would Stanford be in this conference, right? They don't, they don't fit. Stan- but I, I do your your idea as far as Stanford going independent, that makes so much sense. Like that makes an incredible amount of sense. Cal can't handle independence, and but again, I don't know what the answer is for them. Like, there is the answer is there is no answer. I mean, it sounds like like on the totem pole they're probably dead last. Like I don't, man, I don't see it. Like there's no advantage. To bringing Cal on uh, whatsoever, so like I really don't know. I, it is the Mountain West, just a weird uh, location for them to be in. Um, I mean, there is the American Athletic Conference, I guess. <laughs> like that is that is they're the they're the ones kind of they did just um, they're the ones kind of hanging out on the on the side there. They did bring on uh, uh, Sacramento State. What is Sacramento State doing? What sport are they playing? Because they're not playing everything. They're playing. They're not playing football, but they're playing some other sports. But um, uh, but yeah, no, it's just it's just a kind of a weird situation here. Uh, well, let me ask you this: do Do you want the Big Twelve to grab any more Pac twelve teams? Those are the four that are available. You know, is that something that you think is advantageous? No, I think we've I think we've done enough in the Pac twelve. I think at this point, if you're looking for two more teams, um, you know, you need to start thinking about teams that are going to make a definite. Like we've done a lot, we have a lot of cushion. So I think if you're gonna if you're gonna fill out the last two spots in an 18 team conference, I think you need to fill it up with people who are gonna make an obvious impact um, uh, athletically. And so you know we've talked about we've kind of seen the rumor of or at least the fantasy floating around of uh, taking Gonzaga and UConn because those two would just I mean, you, Big 12 is the best basketball conference in the nation, but that would put them out of reach. <laughs> that would put the conference out of reach immediately for any other conference, even if you combine all the other conferences. Uh, so that was in th- like th- that pair would be okay. This was a real, this was a obvious and clear choice because it's going to add this to the conference. Like I feel like you need to start looking at teams that are going to add an obvious and clear um, advantage to like rounding this thing out. 
not just oh well let's just take memphis because we can you know let's just take somebody because like there needs to be uh, you got to be picky here for sure yeah yeah and no i'm i haven't been the biggest fan of basketball only or everyone but football something like that i haven't been the biggest fan of that now we had 16 sure i actually agree with you now now i'm like yeah gonzaga yukon come on down that makes some sense and i think for actually for both schools it doesn't have to be basketball only it can really just be everything but football in in both schools aspects um Gonzaga still has a good baseball team, as does UConn. Um, you know, shout out to George Springer, uh, 2017 World Series MVP. But um, <laughs> but like, yeah. So so now I'm, I agree. I kind of agree with you. Like, I, I wouldn't mind those two additions on a basketball only context or a non football context. Um, and again, strengthening the Big Twelve. I will say, yes, there's powers and numbers, but the Big East learned there is such thing as too many. And it's part of the reason why I started being a little bullish on, are we sure we want to add Arizona State and Utah? Because I still question the value those two provide. Now, now that we have Arizona, now that we had Arizona, we already had BYU, what value do you provide? Maybe we stay, especially when they were being just squeamish about the whole entering the Big 12 anyway. Um, You know, maybe we just stay at 14, let them figure their own thing out, and we're there because the ACC right now is is teetering too. Florida State has made it publicly known they're not happy, right? They've been they've been making it privately known they're not happy for a long time. They've made it publicly known they're not happy recently, um, right? They're now talking to J.P. Morgan as far as bringing up the funds to potentially leave the conference or to compete against their SEC brethren. Um, like they are, but they're not happy. Clemson is not happy. Miami is not happy. Um, North Carolina is not happy. NC State's not happy. Virginia's not happy. Like, these schools are not happy with the current state of the ACC. The only thing keeping them together is the fact that Grant of Rights is ironclad <laughs> for a long time. It's, it is, yeah, that, that's what's not keeping them together. So Florida State wants to, to come up with the funds to leave. The rest of the conference mates are like, that's a lot of money. We'll take it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now we can compete. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, so the ACC is crumbling, and so if the ACC crumbles. That's one of the things I'm looking at. Is like if the ACC crumbles, Miami be a good addition, <laughs> right? Like if the ACC crumbles, I, we can bring we can bring the Tobacco Road rivalry to the Big Twelve, Duke, North Carolina. That wouldn't be a bad addition. Louisville, Louisville almost got an invite back in 2011. Right? That wouldn't be a bad addition. So like, so that's why a part of me is keeping that flexibility. I thought 14 gave us a lot of flexibility in the future, uh, but but 16 secures your um, your security. I will say that uh, somebody brought up a good point um, in that um, when we had 12. All 12 members had a chip on the shoulder, right? You had the eight members that had were told that we suck and we're not good enough. You had the original, the, the, the hateful eight, the irate eight, if you will. Then you had the four members that the freshman four of UCF, Houston, Cincinnati, BYU, who had been living in group of five obscurity for you know, a while, a long while. And they've been told for a long time, you're not good enough. BYU's been told you're not good enough from their neighbors down the street in Salt Lake City, right? Um, and, and same with Houston. They've been told they're not good enough. We've been telling Houston they're not good enough <laughs> as, a, as a group. UCF's been told they're not good enough. Uh, Cincinnati, like, so all these, so they have a chip on their shoulder. 
uh, bringing in Colorado. Colorado has a chip on their shoulder because Colorado, this whole time, one, they haven't been good athletically uh, whatsoever. But Pac-12, whenever Colorado leaves, Pac-12 like, we don't need them. That They're fine. They have a chip on their shoulder. Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah do not have that chip on their shoulder. They kind of come in, and, and Arizona basketball fans already, you know, and they've, they've earned it. But they have that. They kind of are Kansas West, have this belief that basketball rules, basketball reigns, and we're going to come in the Big 12, we're trying to kick some ass. Um, which it's which is fine. Like, like I said, they've earned it. Um, you know who hasn't earned the braggadociousness that they have? It's Utah. Hey, and Utah's right. about to be the program that we all can't stand. They're about to be it. They're about to be maybe not Texas, just because you can't tax out Texas, Texas. But Utah, man, I tell you, from whatever I we're man, we're back to back Pac twelve champions. Big 12 doesn't understand what we're about to unleash on them. Uh, uh, we, we are uh, the, the flagship university of the great state of Utah. They don't, they don't get it, okay? You, mind you, when I was in school, Utah was in the Mountain West, okay? Yeah, yeah. I had people, I, 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 know, I knew guys that went to Utah because uh, uh, they went to Utah because they couldn't get the scholarship they wanted. And they were like, well, Utah's still a good school, so I'm going to go out and play in the Mountain West and be fine. And when they got the invite to the Pac-10, they were so happy. They were like, oh, yeah, it's validation, validation, validation. But who the hell, 12 years later, now it's, well, hello, we're Utah. We run this, Big 12. Yeah, Big 12. We're going to go in this mediocre conference and just dominate. And don't get me wrong, Utah's going to be good. Like, I ain't, ain't going to act like Utah's not going to be good. They're going to be good. They're out of the four corner four that's coming in here. They're going to be the ones that are going to compete right away. I'm not saying they're not. Uh, here's the thing, though. Utah can't com- – like, basketball-wise, y'all going – y'all don't have a bad basketball history, but y'all going to be at the bottom of this one. Y'all, y'all – it's not going to be – it's not easy over here. Baseball. It's not easy over here. It ain't easy right? over here. Women's basketball. It's not easy over here. All right? And then football, listen, it's 16 teams. It ain't, it ain't the Pac-12, but we don't, there, you don't have Cal on your schedule out here. All right? You don't have Stanford on your schedule out they, here. Even the, the Kansas has become an actual threat, so it's over. Yeah. Like, there are no, the doormat's gone. <laughs> Here's the thing. No, there is the outdoor mat. The doormat is one of the people coming over. It's Colorado. I mean, it's, Colorado's the doormat now. Yeah. Oh, well, Houston, Maybe. <laughs> hey man, <laughs> you did. <laughs> hey man, that's my uh, that's two my Houstonians digging it. Digging it. I went to school there for grad school too. I, I feel like I should Jeez. be a fan. I should be a fan. Like I should be like go Cougs. I've been to games. Like I, I got a shirt that says Houston Cougars. I do not care about that school. Let me tell you, I do not care whatsoever. Scott and Holman, they're great. They're great friends. Like the Scott Holman podcast. Like great they're, guys. They're, yeah. they're good people at U of H. And um, the problem is those are good people outside of the Scott and Holman podcast do not care about U of H. So it is what it is. Uh, but. But yeah, no. Back to realignment. Um, it's all it's all just it's craziness. Craziness happened, but Big Twelve is at sixteen. We're gonna remain at sixteen, I think, for the foreseeable future. I don't think uh, um, even if maybe maybe Gonzaga, UConn come on basketball only, but I, I think until the ACC crumbles, we're gonna stay where we are. We're gonna stand pat. I don't mind it. I mean, again, I, 
I was content when we hit the 12 and got the four new guys. And you know what's funny? So obviously work on campus. Um, in the student union building, there is an area on the west side where they had all the big 12 flags, right? And I watched them over the summer take those flags down and put up the new flags. UT and OU are gone. They put up the whole new big 12 flags. They did, and they it took fills away, up the space. Hold on. They already took away Texas and Oklahoma? Yeah, it's out of here. See ya. Because <laughs> they're still here for a year, at least. I mean, it's hey, just... not in our minds, man. <laughs> not in our minds. Who was it? Like, uh, was it an Iowa State um, building where they had like all the Big Twelve teams, and then you oh, can clearly yeah, see yeah. that UT and OU were like easily <laughs> taken. Off. That's good planning. I think it was Iowa State, yeah. But now we think about oh, shit. well, now we have to add four more flags, and I walk past that thing, and I'm gonna be like, I don't know where they're gonna put those. <laughs> so I'm excited to see the creativity. Yeah, <laughs> find a way. Uh, Jeremy, way. anything else you want to say to the people? Just, just buckle up. It's, uh, it's exciting. I, I'm, I'm honestly thrilled about the additions. I'm excited to see the Big Twelve. Obviously, is gonna get split into divisions. It's something we've joked about for a long time. Pods. If we collected a bunch of, yeah, a bunch of pod schools, a bunch of pod, uh, pod conference. I'm excited. I'm excited to see how it shapes out. I don't doubt that we'll probably get thrown in with the uh, our like kind of like Western Southwestern um, opponents. I have no doubt about that. We are just that makes more sense for us. But excited to see how it all shapes out because it, again, a year ago we were all like, I don't know what's going to happen in this conference. Please, somebody come get us. Um, and now we're in the position of power. So drink up, people. Uh, quick question: Who do you do you think? Texas Tech might become a rival with any of these new schools. I want to say either Utah or Arizona State. I think Utah is going to try to be a rival with everybody, so that's not really fair. Um, but I think Arizona State, you know, it, it could be an interesting rival uh, rivalry, though they have Arizona. So I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. So I actually think it is going to be Arizona State. Texas Tech and Arizona State shares a lot of similarities. Um, yeah. One that we're both out in the desert, if you ask uh, the TCU coach, uh, but <laughs> um, but also like you know we're, we're we we're known for good times, Texas Tech and Arizona State. We're known for uh, you know good good times, good sports. We both have very strong fan bases uh, that haven't seen a lot of success, but we like to think that we have. Um, and so, um, but then also we played them recently. Like, so, uh, and I, and because we're close to both Arizona and Arizona state, um, I do think that that kind of gives you a little bit of an olive branch. Like it's, I believe, don't, don't, I don't know if I'm wrong or not. I think it's the same distance to Tucson as it is to Houston. From Lubbock? From Lubbock. Yeah. I could be wrong. And if I am wrong, it's not, it's not too far off, but, um, uh, but yeah, so I could see, I could definitely see that happening. So that's exactly the school I was thinking about um, when it comes to that. So interesting. Uh, so pack six or big sixteen, it is happening. So that's exciting, uh, exciting news. And who knows? Maybe we'll have to ha- record realignment part three. Um, and if we do, we are we already know if we're gonna have to record realignment part three because Jeremy and I, we 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 see the future. We know hey, everything. Man. There's gonna be uh, four parters on this. It's crazy. That's right. We can't tell y'all that yet, you know, because uh, the Illuminati will get us. But, uh, uh, but yeah. So I will say that uh, to get back to Texas Tech news, foot, fall camp is about to begin for football, right? They've already been practicing out there. They've already been sweating. It's been good. Um, I say about to begin. It's beginning. Uh, but uh, 
you know, it's um well actually sorry, beginning it started already. Started Friday. Started Friday. Um and uh so football's here. Football is here. Uh they're ready to make some noise in the most anticipated Texas Tech football season. Ah, man, I don't know. In a very long time. Like I want to say maybe before Kingsbury's first year, but even that year, nobody really expected us to be good that year. Uh, um, since 09, maybe? That's a, that's fair. Yeah. Since 09? I mean, yeah. yeah. With just kind like, of a different flavor and media attention to it, yeah. Exactly. Like, it's 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 wild. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Um, so we'll see what happens in the Big 14 this year um, as, you know, so it'll be fun. It'll be fun. We'll we'll be we're back. We're back to our regularly scheduled programming. We'll, we'll have two episodes a week, um, and so uh, be on the lookout for us. Also, a lot more exciting stuff happening on the tortillas and take side, and we'll make sure to spread the wealth and let y'all know about that later on. So, but for the people's champ that is Jeremy Gillen, this is I'll be sure, and you have been listening to, to the Tortillas and Takes podcast, part of the Ten Twelve Network. As always, stay wrecked, people. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.